Brethren, if you would turn to the 134th Psalm. Psalm 134. This is one of the shortest of the Psalms. There are only three verses. Only 44 words. But if you believe for a second that there is not value to be found in that short amount of content, you are wrong. I hope you're ready for some repetition. For you men who are in the back room this morning already, you got to be stirred up towards zeal for the worship of God. For those who are listening so far, you got to be stirred up for zeal in worshiping God. I'm afraid you're going to have to listen to more being stirred up for zeal in worshiping God. Psalm 134. Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The Lord that made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. Amen. To help you out a little bit, this psalm describes something of a conversation. It's a psalm of degrees, and it's likely attributed to David. And it's describing Old Testament ceremonial worship. If you've never thought about it before, what happens at the end of the day in the temple of God in the Old Testament when there are no more sacrifices, when there's no more worshipers, when there's no one there but a few priests and Levites to guard it in the Lord himself? What should be done in that time when there's no formal worship? Here you have the worshipers of God in the pen of David calling out to them at the end of the day. What should they be doing? They're there to guard. They're not there to offer sacrifices. Maybe they clean a little. Maybe they prepare for the next day. But what are they supposed to do in that time? Bless the Lord. Amen. It's not... It's not time to be done just because the ceremonial worship of God is over. In that time, especially in the time where it's them alone with God, they should be worshiping. They should be excited in worshiping God. Amen. Bless ye the Lord. How do you bless the Lord? Is it, is, it, is it offering sacrifices? Is it being thankful? Is it offering thanksgiving? Is it all of it? Is it glorying in the wonders of what he has done? Right. Bless the Lord. Amen. How can we feeble little creatures that need blessing bless him? It's by giving him the glory that he deserves. Yes, right. All ye servants of the Lord. Again, this is written for those in the temple. That's, that's where it was intended for. You know, David designed how temple worship took place. God inspired him to say, yes. here are the men who are going to do it at this time. They're going to sing this way. They're going to speak this way. They're going to say these things. Well, here we have a call. You're not in formal worship. Keep it up. Keep worshiping God in this time. Right. Verse 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Now, you can take lift up your hands in one of two ways, and they're both perfectly appropriate. You could mean be busy. Don't just be idle. Sure, it's nighttime. It's the time where you want to slack off. You're just there as a guard. There's nothing really to do. So you could just sit around if you want to. No, be busy in praising the Lord. Be occupied. Be be driven to do something with your time. Do not be idle. Praise the Lord. Amen. Or, you know, we have a brother who likes to say it frequently that when he gets excited about God, he punches the air. 
If you sit in the back like I get to do, you know, it's one of the few things that you get to enjoy seeing in the back. And sitting in the front, you get to enjoy a lot of it. But in the back, you get to see the brethren who can't help but punch the air when they're singing about God. I could see one of them this, this morning who couldn't help but move his hands because he was so excited singing about the goodness of God. Either one of those is perfectly appropriate. Are you excited in worshiping God? Are you busy in worshiping God even when there's no formal worship? And then you have the response. So again, you have people leaving the temple at night telling the priests as they're, as they're leaving, praise the Lord, even in this quiet time. You have the response back from the men within the temple. The Lord that made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. And again, this is one of those wonderful things about our King James Bible. Because we have ye and thee. Look at the first verse. Behold, bless ye the Lord. Ye, anything that begins with a Y, is plural. It's speaking to a group of people. Bless ye the Lord. And you have the response at the end. The Lord that made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. Look at that relationship that should be found in the house of God. It's one exhorting others, bless the Lord. And the others responding back to that brother, the Lord bless thee. So we have this beautiful, it's beautiful picture of what Old Testament worship looks like. We get to learn a little bit about how the temple functions. But let's be honest, and we've said it enough in the last couple of weeks, how many of us here are actually Jews? How many of us here does it matter truly what ceremonial temple worship looked like in the Old Testament? So now let's apply this to how we live today. Let me ask you a very simple question. When should our praise of God stop? When we leave these doors, is it time to stop? When there's no formal worship, is it time to stop? Now, in here we have the servants of the Lord, you know, the priests, the Levites, the people who are called to it. We're in the New Testament, brethren. We have one high priest, Jesus Christ, but every single one of us is a priest to God. Amen. We're the servants of the Lord right now. Brothers, when you're alone and it's quiet, and it's no one but you and God. Are you blessing the Lord? Right. Sisters, in the New Testament, again, the Bible is written to men. It speaks mostly to men. But you know what? Your husband, your father, the man over you, is not your priest. You're a priest, too, to God. Yes. Every single sister, right. you are an equal heir. Amen. You are a servant of God that can bless his name anytime. Are we zealous like this psalm describes when it's nighttime or any time that it's not we're thinking it's the formal worship of God? Are we blessing the Lord? Are we driven? Are we excited? Are we happy to bless the name of the Lord and all that he has done for us? Secondly, and finally, what do our relationships look like? Are our relationships in this congregation with the people around us, are we like verse 3? Have we called to others? that they should be excited to praise the Lord? Is it in our tongues? Is it in our hearts? Does it come out constantly? Is that what we're telling our friends and family? Or are we speaking of ourselves? You know, reading through some of Spurgeon's notes on it, he took a bunch of things that people have said, you know, and I'll use the sudden expression, bless your heart. Are we blessing other things in our, in our conversation? Are we talking about other things? Do we talk about ourselves? How vain is that? How foolish, how useless is that? Are we blessing concepts that we like, our political ideas? Are we blessing our families? 
in how we speak and how we act. Who cares? It's useless. It's vain. It's valueless. It's worse than, worse than useless because it drags us down. Are we blessing the Lord to one another? And do we have love of good brethren who, when we're stupid and we're busy blessing our own lives and talking about our own things, and they direct us to the Lord, are we excited for that example? Do we bless them back for teaching us about the Lord? Brethren, it's short. It's simple. The lesson is very simple. And sure, it's directly applied to priests in the Old Testament. But it should mean just as much to us. Are we blessing the name of the Lord at all times? And do we love those who bless us with his word? Bless his name today.